Hello and welcome to the Tutor Empire podcast, where we help you transform your passion for education into a sustainable income. I'm your host, Alexander Friedman, the owner of Brooklyn Math Tutors, a math and science-focused tutoring agency in New York City. Joining me is my co-host, Nathaniel Dahlquist, the owner and head tutor at Grove Prep. Nathaniel is a fancy Yale grad and helps students get into fancy colleges. Good morning, Nathaniel. Good morning. For those of you who don't know us, neither Nathaniel nor I have a background in business, and both of us got into tutoring because of a genuine desire to help people. Uh, and this, of course, meant that we spent a lot of time being broke. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the business side of private tutoring, about the mistakes we've made, uh, a lot of them I've made, and about how to not be broke as a private tutor. In today's episode, we're going to talk about raising rates, which is probably the first thing you should do if you don't want to be broke. Wow, I love that. That's totally true. Amazing. So here's here's the structure, the format we're going to use. I have brainstormed some questions that I had uh, as a tutor, and I'm going to ask them to Alex. And I, I might chime in a little bit, but I'm really excited to to kind of give some case studies some specific examples for you because I bet that these are a lot of the same questions that you have. So I want to ask them very directly as opposed to sort of speaking about it in the abstract. So, all right, Alex, you ready? I'm ready. Let's go for it. Okay. Here's my very first question. What if you feel guilty about charging more? If you feel guilty about charging more, then you are a normal human being that cares about other people. Every good tutor who genuinely cares about his students that I've come across feels guilty about raising their rates. And that's because they fundamentally want to help people and they understand that money is a barrier, that, that if you raise your rates, some people won't be able to afford it, that some people will have to choose to spend uh, on you versus on something else. And these are valid concerns if you are not a sociopath. Like if, if you really want to help people, you realize that money is real for them and they have limited budgets. That all being said, you'll have to get over it. <laughs> and to get over it, you're going to need to change your mindset. Um, if you're really into helping people, odds are you're not so good at helping yourself. I know a lot of tutors that are very caring about others, but... Uh, and I, I was like this. Uh, this sounds like it's a good thing. I don't think it's a really good thing. But I was like this, like, well, I don't know, should I charge more? And yet I'm living like in a crappy apartment. I'm eating, you know, like ramen noodles. So if you want to provide a good service, ultimately, you will have to take care of yourself well. And part of that is raising your rates. You'll have to kind of like slowly, little by little, convince yourself, not necessarily that you're worth it, because that's kind of abstract, but that you really need it. So figure out how much money it's reasonable to make, how much money you spent tutoring, and not just like the hours tutoring, but like the travel time, the preparation time. And then think about like, well, what's a reasonable, what's a reasonable salary for someone like me? And like, if I'm tutoring like 12 hours a week or 15 hours a week, and I'm charging $30 an hour, like that, that puts you in the poverty bracket. So, so you have every right. And in fact, you will have to have to raise your rate if you want to make a reasonable like reasonable living. We're not talking about like a, a McMansion. We're not talking about, you know, a Lambo from a tutoring exploits here. We're talking about like a reasonable living. You deserve it. And if you have it, you will do a better job serving your customers. Yeah. Wow. From from my personal experience, I got to say every time that I've raised my rates, I have felt friction within myself every time and and it never gets easier <laughs> there's all there's always some some self-talk and some some self-examination that has to happen when it's time for that excellent all right here we go 
My next question for you, sir, how do I raise my rates for a new client? So let's say I have a, a pool of students, a pool of clients, and they all, I, I charge them all the same, but I think it's time to raise my rates and I'd like to try it for my next client. How do I do that, especially if I'm nervous? Well, I mean, the obvious answer is to just do it, just raise the rate. Uh, but I think there's a strategy in how to make it seem authentic and congruent with yourself. So if, let's say you're now charging 30 bucks an hour. Don't say like, hey, now it's 130 bucks. You're going to feel weird. Like I know when I was raising my rates, even a little bit, like making big jumps feels inauthentic. And I know some people will say like, yeah, man, you're worth it. Just like double, triple them. And if you feel genuinely that you can do that, then, then go ahead. But uh, when you're starting out, you probably have very high skill as a tutor or medium high skill. And you probably have no skill or minimal skill as essentially a business person, entrepreneur, freelancer. So you're going to feel weird about raising your rate. So you know what? Raise it by $5. And like tell the client, say, look, um, I'm not sure if you talked to any of, my, any of my previous clients, but the rate is a little bit higher because of inflation. You know, I have a new dog. I have a baby. What, whatever you want to say. Raise it just a little bit and, and let them know that if you refer someone, if you can, don't tell them the rate because their rate is likely going to be higher. So I, I would do something like that. And I have done stuff like that. So just raise it $5, $10. See how it feels. Wow. Well, my very next question was actually, how do I raise my rates for a referral client who knows the previous client's rate? So if if I got a lovely referral from one of my clients to one of like her friends or a friend of the family or whatever, and they say, hey, I heard that your rate is this much, but I was hoping to start charging more. What do I do? This is tougher now, right? Because now you have a bit of a social obligation and you don't want to put your original client in a weird situation. It's like, oh, he said this tutor was like 30 bucks and now now he wants, uh, you know, 300. Like, what what, what the hell? <laughs> like, I, I, what, what are you talking about? To be honest, I haven't had to do this that much because um, when I was tutoring in New York a lot, I didn't get all that many referrals. And I, I somehow noticed that people in New York are a little bit less likely to refer than other places. But what I would do is uh, explain to people, you know, this client has been me for a very long time and I tend to not raise my rates on old clients that much. So this is the current rate. Um, or maybe maybe you say this this is actually lower than the current rate. Uh, but Nathaniel, as far as I understand, you've had to do this recently. So maybe you want to share your experience of how you oh, got yes. away with this. Yes, I definitely don't qualify it as like getting away with anything because the fact of the matter is that if you have a full schedule and you 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 need to raise your rates because there's limited supply. You don't have as many hours that you can give. And so what I've told clients is I say, I am very grateful for this and it's, it's put me in a, a new position for me, but I actually only have a couple of slots left and I have to charge this much for these slots because of what I, the, the, the program that I run, the things that I do. And I want to make sure that each of my clients gets the attention that they deserve and the 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 essentially the product the service that I want to give them and so I only have a couple of slots left and this is it and I'm I, I have plenty of other people I can refer you to if that doesn't work but if you want to work with me this is what it has to be and I it it's a tough conversation to have but I have found that my potential clients who then did become my clients after that conversation were very understanding and they totally got it um, which I appreciated. <laughs> 
I want to uh, uh, thank you for calling me out when I said get away with this. Because I think that is how tutors feel. If you're yes, not, I agree. I agree. Yes. If you're not one of those people, again, if, you, if you're genuinely invested in helping others and you're not one of those people that, that has an extractive mindset where you're like, what? how much can I get out of these people? You will often feel like you're cheating people. You will often feel like you're somehow taking advantage of someone by charging more. And uh, that will eventually fade. But at the beginning, you will feel like that. And that is what you have to fight. It's not specifically your clients. It's it's your self-belief of how much your time and and uh, how much time is worth and how much value you're providing. That's right. And for all of you lovely tutors out there who are thinking about this, I would say uh, compare it to some service that you purchase that you might feel a little more emotionally distant from. Like, I don't know, like a plumber or an electrician. Like, you probably would be willing to pay more for a very professional looking, drives up in a nice van, like electrician, than you would for, you know, your neighbor down the street who is a, you know, has watched some YouTube videos. <laughs> you know what I mean? At least I hope so. I, I, I hope that that guy down the street isn't, isn't uh, getting too in there and electrocuting himself to death. But um, consider consider how you would feel about paying more for a service that was clearly more professional, had more going for it, more experience, you know, all of that stuff. And I, I think that you can apply that to this this industry as well. It's just we feel so connected to our students and want to do the best for them and want to help these families so much that we can feel icky about it. So, yeah. OK, so my next question, how do I raise my rates with a client I've had for many years. Maybe they're a long-term person and it's just gotten to the point where I'm like, I have other people who are who are at a higher rate and this is it's starting to feel like it's dragging me down a little bit. And I'm starting to feel like, oh shoot, like this person is like I uh, I start to want not I start to want to spend my time elsewhere because I'm like, oh, because other people are paying me more. So how do I have a conversation with a client about that? Yeah, it's as if incentives really matter in the world, right? <laughs> like, we'd like to think that they don't, but incentives do matter. Um, I'll, I'll give you, like, two two answers for this. Like, one is the have a conversation, explain to them what's going on. And I think I think you're, you're better at this, so I'll, I'll put this question back to you when I'm done. But I'm going to give you, like, this the secret cheat code answer. Like, if you're at the point where you have clients paying a lot more than old clients, it is time to start an agency. It is time to get other tutors. It is time to farm out uh, that work to someone else. So you would go to your client and say, hey, uh, I would do this at the end of a semester. Like, sorry, the beginning of a semester, I wouldn't do this like, by the way, you got like two weeks, your finals are coming up, my rate is now double or- no. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, or, or I'm gonna like send you off to someone else. So uh, I would I would do something like this. I would. One, inform them at the end of, of some significant period of time. Like okay, at the end of the school, you say, by the way, like, you know, if you guys want to work with me next year, I'd love to work with you. However, my rates are going to have to go up um, or I may be able to find I may have to find someone else for you. And when they get in touch with you, then then you have the conversation, say, so, you know, my current rate, you know, if I'm currently charging X and my current rate is actually 2X. Well, maybe maybe for now, uh, I'll since you guys have worked with me for a while, it'll be 1.5x. So just to make it really specific, like it was $50. People are paying me now 100. Um, you know, would you guys be willing to work with me for 75? Okay, I have to, I have to say that I'm actually about to have that exact conversation with a client because that I have two of their kids. So one of the kids was in middle school, 
and my and one of them is in high school and they're paying me twice the rate for the high school student because it's high school because it's a different skill set it's a different he's like a junior in high school like he's doing math that's much more difficult than you know eighth grade algebra and so the conversation i'm going to have with them is hey so you as you know because you have another student with me at this rate this is what i usually charge but i don't want to i don't want to charge you that how can we meet in the middle because you i i want to honor you guys and not you know have it be crazy but this this is my business and that's what I usually charge and it would really be helpful to me. And here's here's something that I say and it's true. I hope it doesn't sound manipulative because it is actually how I feel. But I have said to clients before, it would make me feel really, really valued if we could increase the rate to this. Because that's true. Because as you know, rates go up and you get better at what you're doing, it's you you can the your the value of your service has changed and you're better at, you're better at it than you used to be and in the world of private tutoring you know you can work at the same rate while the for the kid's entire academic career that's that that certainly happens but if you worked in a regular workplace you'd be getting a raise every year and so in other cultures in other corporate cultures there's a different system so it, it's hard as freelancers or people who, you know, are used to one set rate to feel like, oh, when's the time for me to, to raise this? Because you're giving yourself a raise. It wasn't your company or your boss saying, you're up for promotion. Let's go. You know, you said, is this manipulative? I think if the person cares about your relationship, then it's persuasive, right? Because they should want, they should, do they? I think they want you to feel valued. And I think people who really care about their kids doing well understand that, like, they're paying you a good amount of money to have a really uh, impactful and significant relationship with their kid that may last for years and years and years. And um, what you will find that as the clients you have become more and more, I don't want to say wealthy, but like successful personally, they tend to care more and more about the quality of their relationships and more and more about maintaining their relationships. And if they really like you, they will want to keep you. They will absolutely want to keep you and they will want to pay you more. And if they're just looking at the price, like those are not great long-term clients. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, next question. How do I raise my rates if I move to a new market? So for example, let's say that I live in Denver, Colorado, which is where I used to live, and I moved to New York City. How do I know what to charge in a new environment, in a new market? And does it matter what city I'm moving to? Oh man, it so matters. Like the, the markets are so wildly different that it may be different planets. You know, uh, I was living uh, in upstate New York at some point and like, you know, private school kids just weren't paying that much for tutoring. And then you move to New York City and it's like 200 bucks an hour, 300 bucks an hour, no problem. Like competitions, fears, uh, good tutors are hard to find because, you know, they could be working corporate jobs making like, you know, $200,000 a year. So where you move really, really matters, um, especially if you're talking about in-person tutoring. Now, if you have some kind of like massive or even not massive, you have some kind of following online and you're like some kind of uh, renowned specialist, then, then, then man, by all means, move back to Denver, Colorado and earn like Los Angeles or New York salaries or, or, or rates. Uh, but you have to be kind of realistic. So if you're living or if you're about to move to a more rural area, basically anywhere but one of these like mega cities with crazy high tutoring rates, like see what other people around you are doing. 
Um, that being said, if you're providing a good service, don't be afraid to provide a premium because, sorry, to charge a premium because everywhere you go, someone there is more wealthy than someone else and someone is willing to pay a little bit more or perhaps a lot more for a good service. So if you're somewhere where there aren't any decent tutors and you're like this like well, well-established high-skilled tutor and the going rate is 30 bucks an hour, there's like some guy who owns the horse ranch who's going to pay you 100 because he wants someone really good. Um, but that, But again, like, people will also make decisions based on what's around them. So if like the going rate is 30 bucks and you're going for like 300, that might be tricky. But you'd be surprised like what people are willing to pay for quality. Next question, how can I raise my rates if I work for an agency or a tutoring service? Maybe maybe I sort of use like a tutoring broker online. There are a couple of websites where you can sign up and they'll like send students to you, that kind of thing. So if I, if I want to raise my rates on those platforms or with the tutoring company I work for, what shall I do? So if you want to raise your rates with a tutoring company, because people have asked me this, is you just ask the tutoring company. And if your tutoring company is reasonable and they have... And, and, they're, and they negotiate these things with you, they should tell you whether this is a good idea or not based on how often people select you, based on uh, what you provide, based on customer feedback. Um, so I've had tutors that are very good, asked me to raise their rates, and I'm like, cool, let's see. And then people pick them, and I'm like, I, I, I can't believe it, but yes, people want to pay more and more and more. Nathaniel, you're one of these people. So for people who don't know Nathaniel, uh, for a brief while, worked for my agency. And he was one of the highest paid tutors. And I was just like, okay, wow, people, people are willing to pay. If you give them a really good quality service, they're willing to pay. So ask your tutoring company. If they're not willing to raise your rate, find a different company to work with or think about going on your own. If you're working through one of these brokerage places like Wiseant, uh, you set your rate there. But keep in mind, you're now competing with like an ocean of people that are very hard to differentiate you from. So... You know, you can do things like spruce up your profile, like get a, get a really good photo. I tell people, like, if at all possible, like pay for a professional headshot. I know it seems ludicrous because you're a tutor and not an actor, unless you're Nathaniel, in which case you're a tutor and an actor. But people are making an emotional decision when they choose you. So if you have all these credentials, but you have this like terrible selfie and it's grainy and you're like, you know, drunk it's a this is an exaggeration uh it's going to be hard for people to emotionally rationalize to themselves why they should pay you twice as much as someone else but uh all you can do there it's 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 kind of like online dating you have to have the best profile possible and that that all starts with that like pro photo uh, uh you know whatever whatever the the tutor tutor version of like the perfect sunset photo is whatever it is like you know have yourself there's bookshelves behind you, you've got glasses that you're like you know standing in the courtyard of yale whatever you got to do it, it this this is one of the things that was most unpleasant like personally like psychologically to realize that like people make these choices emotionally uh, and, and I found this out because I was I was so clueless of business. As I mentioned in the intro, I had absolutely no idea how business worked or how people worked. Um, when I asked my first few customers, why did you choose me? I thought they'd say, oh, you went to the school. Oh, you got uh, you know good scores. I said, no, you look like a nice person. You look like a nice person that understands math. I was like, whoa, I would not have thought that at all. But but there it is. 
Nice. All right, this is a wild card question. Alex doesn't know I'm gonna ask this. I'm very excited to hear the answer. Should I, if I find out what, say, the median rate is in my market, should I try to undercut that rate and charge less in order to get more clients? Does that work? That really depends on how much you want to undercut it, how many clients you need. Like, so if you have no clients at all, uh, I would say start by undercutting it because if you try to like, if you haven't really tutored much and you're like, you know, the median rate is a hundred, I'm gonna go for 200. You're going to feel like a fraud. If you have any semblance or any like conscious, you're going to feel like a fraud. And I think that's what most people don't want to do. So I would start by undercutting it and then starting to understand the market and then start adding more and more value and raise your rate more and more. And this is like one of the things I think we maybe talk about soon or not, is that how people perceive you changes based on how much you charge. So if I say undercut it, I don't mean like charge like a third. I mean, just like a little bit less. So people like, you know, all else being equal, this tutor is slightly cheaper because, you know, if you're, if you're charging the average rate, you're going to have the people who want to pay the average rate. And if you're undercutting it, you're still working with the same people. Now, when you double your rate, you've now completely changed the demographic of the people who are even considering it. Because you know what? Those people, they won't consider a tutor that's charging the market rate because they want someone who's going to be double or triple the market rate. And why is that? You know, imagine like like you, you said before, you are buying a product or service. Let's say you're buying a really important service. Like, I don't know, maybe you need like surgery, right? Like... You have some kind of infection or you need to get heart surgery. Maybe as a young tutor, you can't relate to this. Maybe you need to have your wisdom teeth removed. This is what my dentist is telling me. And there's a few dentists and one of them is like, that'll be $5. And you're like, okay. The other guy's going to be like, look, this is a complicated thing. It's going to be $6,000. And let's say you have $6,000, right? Let's say you're not broke. Let's say you have a good amount of money. Like, would you, would anyone in their right mind pay $5 or $10 or $100 to a dentist when the going rate is $3,000? And maybe like the the most renowned dentist is six thousand or ten thousand. Like if you have the money, what you want is results. You don't want the lowest price. You want you want results. And for better or worse, we have this unconscious bias. The things that have a higher cost come with a higher value. This isn't always true, but it's true often enough that that we work that way. And like. Look, if you're a well-off person, do you really want to say, you know what? I got like the cheapest possible tutor for my kid. Like I got the cheapest possible heart surgery for, for my for my spouse. Like, do, do you want to say that? Do you want to think that? You don't. So uh, charging more puts you automatically in that set of people who provide more value. And then you start getting people who value results and value good services versus people that are like, I just need something. I don't care how much it costs. Wow. Well, that brings me to sort of our final question here, which is, are there any other benefits of raising your rate besides getting paid more? And I think you just talked about one of them, which is you you've entered a different a different marketplace. Honestly, you have a different clientele. But so what are some other benefits there? One of the biggest advantages is that you if you really enjoy helping people, when you charge more, you can give students more attention. Now, I'm going to be totally honest. You're going to end up giving really privileged students even more. <laughs> like people who already have a leg up, they're going to get more of a leg up. And there's not much you can do about this. And maybe maybe in some grand scheme of things, it's not fair. But if you enjoy providing really good service and really getting to know someone, you can do that when you're charging more money. Here's another like side benefit if you so choose to do this. I read this, this little life history booklet by this 
quaint wealthy gentleman I met. And one of the chapters was titled that making lots of money is the best form of volunteering. Because you know what? If you make a lot of money from a few of your clients, let's say you have like 10 clients that are just like paying really high rates and you're working very well with them, you can now genuinely offer like low cost tutoring for another few clients. You can now pick five kids that just wouldn't be able to afford even the median rate, but let's say they're really trying hard and they deserve the help and you want to help them. Like now you can help them, whereas you would never be able to serve them otherwise. Because if you are charging the median rate, those people who really need the help still can't get it. Like the median rate is still like middle, middle, upper, upper middle class. There's no one in the, in the uh, I don't know how you want to call it, but, but below the middle class that's going to be able to afford private tutoring. So if you charge more, now you can help people. Now you can actually do something. I actually have done that too. I, it, that's, that's totally right. Lets you, um, gives you, gives you more ability to, to spread the love a little bit. Um, great. Wow. Thank you for answering all of these questions. Are there any other thoughts that you have or anything else you want to say before we sign off? Yeah. Uh, charging more is good. And Nathaniel, you mentioned this, you didn't mention it in this, in this, uh, podcast you mentioned it before you will get used to it. You will get used to getting paid a little bit more and you will little by little start valuing yourself more. And I think that is a very good thing. So like, it's going to take a little bit of courage, but like, Start, start cranking up those rates, folks. All right. So thank you so much for joining us. If you have any questions about what we talked about today, we'd love to hear them. There's an email address in the show notes. If there's anything you'd like for us to discuss in the podcast, please send those ideas to us as well as want to provide information that you will find useful. Thank you so much. And we will join you next time.